Welcome to First Importance, the official podcast of the preaching and teaching ministries of First Baptist Church, West Memphis, Arkansas. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and encouraged today by this message. If you have your Bibles, would you join me in the book of Proverbs? We're going to be looking tonight. It's our next to last time in the book of Proverbs together in Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs in chapter 30. I remind you that we are examining this wonderful concept of wisdom, of godly wisdom. And that's what we need as a church. That's what we need as God's people. We need God's wisdom, not our wisdom. Amen. Amen. We need His wisdom and not our experience. Uh, We need His wisdom above all things. And the book of Proverbs is a book about the wisdom of God displayed toward us. Now next week, when we look at the book of Proverbs, we'll look at it through the lens of Jesus and how Jesus has become for us wisdom and righteousness. Uh, But tonight I would like for us to go through Proverbs chapter 30 and examine it together, examine what God has to say to us through His Word tonight. We need His wisdom desperately. We plead for it. And when you pray uh, this 4th of July for our leaders of our country, we pray for God's wisdom. We live in a time of supreme foolishness and fleshliness. And our desire is for God's wisdom to reign over, especially during this time, we say, Lord, let your wisdom, let your spirit reign over our country, over our people, but over this whole world, Lord, would your name be famous and revered. Let's pray together, and then we'll dive into our text today. Father in heaven, I thank you that you give us wisdom if we ask in belief Tonight we believe, and so we ask you, our Father, maker of heaven and earth, the only wise King, we ask you, Lord, for wisdom. We need wisdom to function in our day-to-day routines. We need your wisdom to make it through these moments in our life. We need your wisdom, Father, above all else. We pray it over our nation, Father, for your wisdom, but Father, also for repentance throughout our nation and throughout the world. We pray that we pray that especially at this time of year as we celebrate our independence in the nation that you have placed us in, we pray, Lord, that our nation would serve you and you alone. That we would not serve ourselves. Father, we know that the answer for our country is not in politics. It's not in programs. But Father, our only hope is that this nation would repent and would call upon the name of the Lord Jesus because we know that there is no other unity or wisdom. There is nothing anywhere else but you. You are our substance. And we praise you tonight. We ask that you give us wisdom as we study your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Proverbs chapter 30, as we've been going through this book, you know that the book of Proverbs was written by Solomon. A little slow, okay? You should know. There are no points for quickness, but if there were, 
None of you would have gotten points in this last question. So we know that Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs. And when we look at the life of Solomon, we know that as he began his reign, as God has placed him as king over Israel, he asked of the Lord. The Lord said, name it. You got it. I will, I will grant it to you, Solomon. And Solomon prayed for wisdom. Wisdom. And God poured that out upon Solomon. Now, when we get to chapter 30, you read the first verse, you start to pump the brakes. Whoa, 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 whoa. This doesn't, this obviously ascribes this passage to someone else. Look in verse 1. The words of Agur, son of Jacob, the oracle. Now, there's a pretty simple answer to this. As a matter of fact, there are two or three instances in the Proverbs where you will read that these are the wise sayings of such and such people. Or these are, in chapter 31, the words of King Lemuel. Or, in chapter 30, the words of Akur. Okay? Agur, excuse me. You read this and you say, well, is this, this, did Solomon write this or did Solomon not write this? Well, friends, as we look at this passage, this is wisdom in the vein of Solomon. This is wisdom with the same spiritual thought with the same spiritual force as, as Solomon gave. And so as we continue to read this, we don't know a whole lot about this man named Agur. There's a whole lot of people in the scripture we don't know about. Maybe, we'll, maybe one day we'll get to meet them in heaven and learn a little bit more about them. But here's what we do know, that as this was placed down on paper, the Holy Spirit carried the hand and the pen that wrote these words for us today. These words carry for us great weight and, and uh, wisdom. So we want to look at this uh, today. Uh, some people would say that Agur was uh, uh, a counselor to Solomon. We have no records or indication that that would be the case. Some say that, that this is just a nickname for Solomon. That to me seems unlikely. All that we know is that this is in the same vein, uh, the same theme as Solomon. God placed it in here for us, uh, for us to get much wisdom from. And so, let's continue with our text. I want you to see in verses one through three that the author of this uh, this proverb is declaring his inability to understand. Verse 1, the man declares, I am weary, O God. I am weary, O God, and worn out. Uh, here he is saying that he is, uh, he is given out. All of his flesh has been put into a certain effort. He has been unable to understand or fathom. He has no more ability to put into uh, this pursuit that we're about to read of. Verse 2, surely I am too stupid to be a man. I have not the understanding of a man. Now, Sarah knows that when I go, this is the one scripture that is not to be on my tombstone. Okay? So if you're around when that happens, Sarah, just don't put Proverbs 30 in verse 2. This pursuit that has worn him out physically, he is now saying that mentally he's not been able to grasp. After all of this pursuit... He says, I'm still sitting here. I feel like a man who has absolutely no sense. I have no understanding of a man. Verse 3, I have not learned wisdom, nor have I knowledge of the Holy One. Now, this is the pursuit. 
his pursuit that we're seeing here is his desire to find out who God is or try to understand with his faculties who God is. Now, this is one of the main reasons why I am a big proponent of us using Scripture in our witnessing and not trying to use apologetics or logic or reason to bring someone to Jesus. Because man's fallen logic will never bring him to Jesus. A dead man will never just pop into life and say, oh yes, I've got it. He is here saying he's put in all of his effort. Friends, if all of the world were to gather together today, and we all figured out how to speak the same language, we put all of our knowledge together, and we cured every disease that is known to mankind. We cured every disease that is there. We, we'd travel all across the, uh, the world in a, in a minute with all of the knowledge that we would accrue. We would, we would have missions all across the, the galaxy together. If we got all of our minds together and all of our effort, there's so much that we could accomplish. But let me tell you something. We would never, by our own reasoning, understand or know God. Now, we could look to the sky, we could look to the works of God's hands, and we could declare that there is a God. But we would be left wondering about the character of our God if it were not for the Scripture that He has given us. Man's logic will not get you there. You've often heard of people who have turned away from the faith, uh, Perhaps you would say, or I would say, people who have turned away from the faith never really were of the faith. And you may have heard them say they are now atheists. And perhaps you've heard a, a good old kind of a church saying, you know, they were just too smart for their own britches. It's good for some, many of you who are gifted with uh, high-minded intelligence. But some people, they put all of their hope in that. Hey, listen, I thank God that he gave a lot of you smart brains. I'm so thankful that I get to be surrounded by smart people. But let me tell you something. That logic, that mind will not bring you to the God of the universe. He says, I have not learned wisdom, nor have I knowledge of the Holy One. Now look in verse 4. See his ignorance. Who has ascended to heaven and come down? Who has seen him is what he's saying. Who has seen God and who can tell? That's why when this scripture is used later on in the New Testament, that's why when this scripture is, using, uh, is being used, it speaks of Jesus who can reveal to us the true character of God, of course, because he is God and he has been there. He has seen the Father. He and the Father are one. The author here says, who has ascended to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? He's trying to grasp the magnitude of God. A few months ago, we went through a study together on the attributes of God. And as we examined his holiness, and as we examined all of these attributes that we looked at together, my one challenge to you was, or well, I think I had three challenges. One of the main challenges I had to you was that that study was not about just knowing about God, but it was to just gaze upon him and to walk with him. 
Not just to have the intelligence or the mind information, not just to memorize that here, but for it to have a residing place here. And as, I, as we looked at the holiness of God, were you not just in awe of who our God was? When you looked at Him being the God who never changes, were you not just in awe of someone so perfect in every single possible way that there was ne- has never been any need Thank you for listening to First Importance. It is our prayer that you have been blessed by this podcast. We welcome you to join us in person for worship at First Baptist West Memphis on Sundays at 1045 a.m., where our desire is to love God, care for one another, and share the gospel. Thank you.